Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening. This is Chad Russell, Kurt Souter of Solid Steps Radio. How you doing today, Kurt? Chad, doing awesome, man. Good to hear your voice and yeah. uh, good to see you. Good seeing you as well. We want to thank anyone who's listening today, whether it's by accident or on purpose. We thank you for tuning in. This is Solid Steps Radio. It's a show for men, by men, talking about man stuff from a man's perspective. And, um, uh, you know, Solid Steps is a, is a show that the name is no by no accident. And we, we believe you are made to walk with God. And we want you to uh, help you walk solidly with him. And we by no means are a magic pill or a silver bullet to help you do that. But we want to be a tool in your toolbox, men, to, uh, to walk with God. And um, so anyway, so we're excited to be here. And also, we want to thank you for listening, but we also want to thank you in person. We'd love to thank you in person. If you're listening, if you are a listener regularly or somebody who just tuned in today, we are having a listener appreciation event on November the 3rd, and it is free, free, free. So that's it's right up most people's budgets and their budgets to, to free, <laughs> uh, free meal. Uh, Chick-fil-A, dude. Hey, you know, I mean, then the pickles on the bottom, you know why? No. You don't remember why? No, I don't remember why. We, I, uh, Bruce it, told us. Um, Bruce was on our show, one of Chick-fil-A owners. You can go to our past show and listen, and, but I'll tell you why. You don't have to go back and listen. The pickle's on the bottom because that's the way Truett Kathy just liked this pickle. <laughs> and they never quit doing it. So I thought there was a greater reason. Yeah, I thought it would be too, but it wasn't. So um, what are we talking about? Oh, our men's event we're having on November the 3rd. It's a free event. It's for guys. Come on out. It's a guy's night. We're going to have free meal. We're going to have a free taping. We're going to have a live taping of a show. Uh, with Matthew Sleeth, and we're going to have a panel of guys talking about guy stuff. And one of those guys who is on the panel yeah. is in the room today. Yeah. Should we should we introduce him? We ought to introduce him. You do that. Okay. Hey, Kent Evans. Kurt Souter, Chad Russell. <laughs> Delighted to be here. Brother, it's great to have you back, man. Um, yeah, we're, we are going to have this event, and uh, we're going to listen to Matthew's, Dr. Matthew Sleeth, uh, you know, ER doctor of 25 years turned uh, ministry leader and preacher all over the country. And uh, can't you? We get it, that night. We get to do some Q and A uh, and just just learn from each other. A whole bunch of guys getting together. And so, listeners, we want to encourage you to be a part of that uh, that day coming up, November third. But Kent, it is great to have you back. And uh, tell us tell us what's new. You, you got um, another adoption coming up. Yeah, we'll um, have a boy number five it, in the uh, house uh, before too long. The little team Titus. Of, uh, uh, a team of five. Five boys, you know, Chad, you got five boys already. Kent, you're moving up in the world to get five, five yes. boys. Some people say we're trying to put together a basketball team, but if you look at my height, <laughs> my birth children don't have a shot. <laughs> Kent is a towering five foot f- five. <laughs> I really look up to Kent. <laughs> when seated. Figuratively. <laughs> uh, that's, that's exciting. you got some other stuff, ministry going on, manhood journey. We're going to talk about that and, uh, um, today, but, and, and, and also just what God's put deeply on your heart about working with men and working with yeah. dads and uh, parents and helping them. And uh, you've, got a, you've got an event uh, coming up. Um, talk to us about that just real quick. Yeah, we have had the uh, 
uh, amazing privilege of having God bring us resources that we don't deserve to have. And one of those is going to be on display December 8th. And that will be two speakers who many people will know, at least one of them. And that'll be one is our fearless governor, Matt Bevan. He Mm. will be speaking and keynoting our event, which we call the Working Upstream event. And secondly, we'll also have the CEO of Trail Life, a guy named Mark Hancock, who's a great man of God. And those two guys will headline our uh, annual dinner and ministry appreciation event on December the 8th. That's awesome. So uh, if you listeners, if you want to be a part of that event, uh, Kent, how do, how do they sign up? They can go to our website and shoot us an email and we'll make sure they get on the list. Great. RSVP folks. And uh, that will be great. It'll be great to hear our governor. And uh, it, it's a delight to and, and, and uh, Mark as well. Oh yeah, uh, but it's but it's but it's it's super to know that our governor loves God, loves the Lord Jesus, and wants to honor Him. Well, and often you have speakers who come in who do a favor for your ministry, but in this case, both guys who are speaking are manhood journey dads. They've had experience being in a manhood journey group and have firsthand experience at what the ministry's done for their relationship with their own son. So they'll be speaking from personal experience. And so, manhood journey is a father son <laughs> ministry that you have you just you just left the corporate world. Uh, how long ago? Man, I'm on uh, maybe day 90 or so of my... Uh, <laughs> Not that he's counting. <laughs> of, my, <laughs> of my ministry career. Uh, you know, we, we, we did a lot of things part-time, as you know. You know, yeah. when you're starting something, you, you kind of uh, do some things at 6 a.m. and other times that you may not do otherwise. But yeah, full time, man, in in uh, in the ministry, manhood journey, trying to help fathers connect with their sons. I think it's awesome because you were in the corporate world for 20, 20 plus years, 20 plus years. And then God said, it's time. It's time to it's right. time to step out full time and manhood journey. And you're just getting it rock and rolling all over the country and uh, helping fathers really pour into their kids and disciple them. And uh, um, and, and uh, that's our topic today. Hey. What are the odds? <laughs> That's amazing. You know, we um, that was a very smooth transition. Uh, yeah, well, uh, nice. You know, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to learn from Chad here. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk, talk to us about the why do we struggle so much as dads to pour into our kids to disciple them? You know, because you know we know what Jesus said right bef- right before the end of, as he left this earth. He said the Great Commission, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. And um, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. And yet we struggle as dads to to do that. Talk with us a little bit about that. Yeah. And the thing I would say first is I'm in the middle of that struggle myself, right? Yeah. I have boys in my house. And yes. I, I'm not the uh, the gold standard for <laughs> how to disciple your kids. I do think that um, there are a handful of reasons, right? I, I meet with guys all over the city, all over the country who have kind of, they all have a unique story, but in some ways their story is a very, the very same story. And uh, I hear the same five or six or seven things, and I think we have time today to talk about a few of them. And I think, but I think the core <clears throat> reason that we don't is because basically spiritual warfare. I, I think of a statistic I saw not long ago about um, world religions and which world religions will be more or less populated in the next 50 years. And as I dove into, I think it was Pew Research, as I dove into some of the underlying statistics they used to determine that, one of the main statistics they use to determine why, like, the Muslim faith will outpace the Christian faith is birth rate. Yes. Now, when you think about it, why would birth rate actually correlate to spiritual uh, religious growth? Well, it's because the assumption is that at your home, you're receiving religious instruction. 
And probably in other faiths, they'd maybe do a better job of that than many Christians. And so I think there's a spiritual battle and it's Satan wanting to keep us as dads and as moms from discipling our own children, because that's the best place to disciple them is in our own home. Absolutely. And, and, and yet we, we just, I mean, and I'm, I'm with you, brother. I mean, it's not like we all, Chad and, and us guys here sitting in the studio are like, we've got this totally mapped out. We got this, we're, we're batting a thousand. I mean, <laughs> you know, not so, but well, I take solace from like pro baseball, right? If you hit it three times out of 10, you're in the hall of fame. Uh, and so if I can hit it three times out of 10, no, I think one of the key reasons that we talked about before we went on air was dads feel inadequate. And I, and I think that covers a lot of bases, but I think what that, the way it manifests itself is they believe that they need to leave it to the professionals. You know, Kurt, you're in ministry a long time. So instead of raising my own boys and giving them Jesus, I need to bring them to Kurt. And since Kurt's a minister and he's a professional and he's trained in the Bible, oh man, they'll be much better off learning how to love Jesus from you than from me. Well, yeah, you're going to teach them things I can't teach them, granted, but that leads us to a culture where even inside the church, mm-hmm. we become like drop off dads. You know, that we think our job is to take our kid to a youth group or to a Christian school or to a church on Sunday and drop them off. And as long as we drop them off at the right place, man, we're doing the right thing. And granted, better to drop them off there than other places. However, uh, that leads us to a bad place spiritually. Yeah, because we, we really then our job becomes it, it becomes really passive. I, I mean, yeah, big a- active, active in the sense I'm going to go drop them off, but really passive when it comes to dialoguing and really jumping into the world of of spiritual growth and formation in our own kids. Yeah. And I don't think we'd say this out loud because it sounds crazy, but I think deep down, here's kind of the way it's playing out. We, we put our kids into either a youth group or Christian school or whatever. And I love all those things, right? I support them. I volunteer. And then we say when they're 18... They need to be well-rounded, responsible citizens who love Jesus. And we wouldn't say that out loud. And then when they're not, we want to go gripe at the principal of the school or the pastor and say, how come my kid doesn't love Jesus? You know, that's we wouldn't say that out loud because it does sound a little nuts. But I think that's how some of us approach discipling. Uh, yeah. I, I remember when I was a youth pastor um, years and years ago, and it, it was it was amazing how the, the parents that was their mindset. They they dropped off their kids, and I'm supposed to turn these kids into little angels, you know, <laughs> ninety minutes a week, right? Yeah, you got ninety minutes. Yeah, it's just it's just like impossible. I mean, you're asking me to. They're going to pop in here and there's and and then there's a whole bunch of them, you know, there's a whole whole (laughs) mess of them, you know, and they're coming in with all their energy and all their hormones and all their, you know, guys chasing the girls and and, you know, and I'm supposed to what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, after we get we get back from the break, we'll talk about a couple other reasons. Yes, um, we do need to take a break right now. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk more with Ken Evans. He's the author of the book called Wise Guys. Is that, the, is that the actual title, Wise Guys? You got it. Okay, Wise Guys. And uh, so we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about why we as men do not disciple our children and maybe some reasons how we can overcome those. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. If you want to hear this show in its entirety, which you We'd love for you to. Who wouldn't? I wouldn't. I, I think so. <laughs> you can go to a few different places. You can go to I, 
iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud and just type in Solid Steps Radio. Or you can go to our Facebook page and uh, just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can see that. Like it, and we put our every week's show on the um, podcast there for everybody to click on and hear every Monday morning. And uh, we want to thank our guest, Kent Evans, for coming in today. And uh, also, we want to thank our sponsors for helping sponsor our show. Uh, if you need to be discipled in what type of carpet to get, flooring or anything else, they can lead you and show you the way. At Carol Rogers Carpet One, <laughs> it's called a Segway. Not a very good one, but it sort is of. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, L&N Credit Union, we want to thank those sponsors, L&N Credit and Carol Rogers Carpet One. Tell them that you heard it on Solid Steps Radio. They, the bank teller or the, the salesperson may have no idea what you're talking about, but hey, that'd be great to know that you heard it here, and uh, we want to thank you for listening. Guys, this is a show for men by men, and it's great to have you back, Kent, and uh, we're talking about men's stuff and really being... Uh, you know, a dad that really pours into his kids, you know, the biblical word is disciple your kids, you know, or Ephesians 6, 4, don't exasperate your kids, but <laughs> instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. You know, that's that's a high calling. And in the last segment, we talked about um, how dads just feel inadequate. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why we don't disciple our kids. We don't pour into them maybe as we should. And we can all say that to some level, mm. to some degree or another. But Talk with us about some other reasons why we as dads, we as men, struggle to disciple our kids. Yeah, and if you're listening, I, th I think one or two of these will be things that uh, you can probably resonate with. May maybe all five or six we'll talk about, and we'll unpack some of them uh, insofar as we have time to. But one is dads feel inadequate. Secondly, dads feel guilty. Uh, there's past things in their way, and we can unpack that and talk a little more about that. The, the third one is dads feel confused as to where to start. They want to do it. They have the motivation or the desire, but they don't know how to begin. Number four, dads aren't being discipled themselves. They don't have a model, an example to pull from. So they're not sure exactly what it looks like to do that over time. And then there's others. Dads feel flawed and unaware and ignorant and so forth. But um, those top few are the ones I hear most often. Yeah, and I, and I would agree with you. Let, let's unpack that a little bit on just the whole guilty thing. Mm. Um Get your thoughts on that. You know, Chad and I were talking off uh, air earlier about how <clears throat> the first one where dads feel inadequate, our answer to that ought to be, well, no, duh. <laughs> Who does? We are inadequate. Uh, <laughs> however, God is adequate. And so we, we, if we get our pride out of the way, we can remove this inadequate feeling. The same is true about guilt. I just was with a gentleman the other day, uh, yesterday, and he was talking about sort of feeling weighed down by what he did gosh, 25 years ago in the life of his child, who's, who now is an adult, making choices that he would wish she weren't making. And so he almost is, he's rewinding the clock to like 25 years and wondering, man, when she was four and five and six years old, did I, did I do this? Did I cause these decisions to happen 20 years later? And man, that's just guilt. That's mm. just guilt. And, and you, yeah. And I said, look, you know what? Maybe you did some bad things. Maybe you weren't the best dad when she was young. However, for the last 15 or 20 years, you've been pretty well on track. So what do you where does that leave you? And so at the end of the day, the guilt thing is one where we've just got to get past it. We, we cannot allow our our past sins. I had a screwed up teenage uh, life. <laughs> I did not do hardly uh, anything right spiritually as a teenager. And even so, I have teenagers right now that I can mm. disciple through that season of their life, not because I have all the answers, 
And not even because I made all those mistakes and they can learn from all my stupidity, which they can, but because God shows us how to do that. And I just need to get my guilt out of the way and let God's word be their teacher. You know, when you say guilt uh, and some and, and some of it's conviction or, you know, and, and guilt. But, OK, what does a guy do with that? Yeah, it can be a tough call because to your point, some of the things you feel guilty about, maybe you should feel guilty about. Like, in other words, there may be choices that you made that you look back on with with regret and you say, man, I wish I had done that differently. That's OK. In fact, that can actually become a great teaching opportunity for you as a dad to say, hey, you know, when I was your age, here's what I did with choices around school or alcohol or girls or drugs or whatever the choices that you made. Now, it's all got to be age appropriate. You got to follow God's leading and exactly when to share some of that stuff. But in sharing some of that stuff, you let your children know about God's plan for redemption. If, if you try to parent man out of perfection, I was with a gentleman six months ago and his kids were not rebelling, but they, they, this guy from the outside and from the inside, great guy, like solid marriage, great dude, a guy you'd respect. Um, and it's not that there's some big uh, evil behind the door. It is great guy. Well, in that parenting model, mm. his kids felt all kinds of pressure because he looked perfect. He looked perfect. And they thought, gosh, I'll never grow up and be as holy as dad and mom or have a marriage as good as theirs. And so sometimes, man, we got to share what was broken before. Yes. So our kids can go, ah, oh, so and, God and, does repair this stuff. And, and share what's broken now. Because Absolutely. In, because it's not just, well, I sinned, you know, back 25 years ago. It's, you know, it's having a bad attitude here and it's, 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 it's living out. I need Jesus and the redemption and the, and, and the grace of Jesus now. That's to, right. Today. That's right. I don't need to look 20 years ago to find my mistakes, right? I can look about 20 minutes ago uh, and find some. That is the truth. But I can't let them continue to dog me. That's the issue. Yeah, and I think one of the beautiful things that we can do as dads is if there is something in our past that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we were jerks, you know, when our kids were, you know, they were five years old or whatever. I, I think a beautiful thing is, is to go back to our kids and say, you know, daddy, 10 years ago, five years ago, last week, you know, whatever. Daddy was, he was, uh, in our in our home, we say, Daddy was a horse's rear end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I said to you last week. That was inconsiderate and that was rude. And, um, and the Lord reminded me of that. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm really sorry. Would you please forgive me? And I think one of the most powerful things that we can ever, in modeling how to accept the grace of God and how to confess. You know, the Bible talks about confess your sins to one another. It talks about confess your sins to God. You're modeling that right before their eyes. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a progression we see in our life. Uh, the, the nation of Israel is used as this example a lot, right, where they're, they're told what to do. They do it for a while. Then they get off track. Then they get in all kinds of trouble and then they cry out for help. Then God hears their cry and then they get redeemed and brought back and they're restored and then they do it all over again. And so they go through this cycle, right, of sin, restoration, redemption, sin, restoration, redemption. And I think as parents, if we can demonstrate that cycle, I think of the scripture, Philippians 4, um, 9, where Paul says, as you've seen me in my example, follow my example. And I bet you a lot of guys listening would go home, oh, man, I don't want my kids following my example. Well, if you learn how to apologize mm. and you learn how to get in that circle of redemption, 
then you know what? That's an awfully good example to follow. Yeah. You know, uh, Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, when we confess our sins and renounce them, there's blessing and mercy. There's something supernatural that happens that God enters into uh, the mix when we just acknowledge and confess and say, Dad was uh, really a bonehead, you know, last <laughs> week, and I really want to apologize, and I want to own that. You know, it's funny you say that. When my oldest son, who's now 17, was maybe five years old, six years old, I was a jerk to him one day, really hateful. And so we're sitting on the kitchen floor and I can remember, like I could take you back to the spot on the floor. We're sitting on the floor, leaning up against the, uh, the oven and uh, he's sitting next to me. And I just said, you know, Alex, I'm really sorry, man. Dad should not have talked to you like that. Usually mine's anger. I'll raise my voice or holler at him or grab him by a shirt collar or something crazy. And uh, I said, Alex, daddy shouldn't have done that. I sinned against you. Will you forgive me? And instead of saying, I'll forgive you, he just goes, well, you, you played ball with me outside. <laughs> and what was really wild, man, is, Kurt, I think to your point about there's grace and mercy. And when you ask for forgiveness, he was trying to say, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. Like, like don't worry about it. Remember, we played ball. That was awesome. <laughs> and so it was really cool to have that experience with him when he was basically trying to encourage me. Dad, don't let that, wor- don't let that worry you. Thanks for playing ball with me. And so sometimes we apologize and we just need to move on. And that's And that is a unbelievable way to disciple your kids. And um, we can use our guilt and our, our uh, and conviction and, and our poor choices and mistakes and, and sin that we have just walked down. And, and we can turn that around if we just are willing to humble ourselves, talk to our kids about that, talk to the Lord about that, and bring the redemption and grace of Jesus. Yeah. If, if, if we're bringing a lot of guilt into our parenting, then the issue is not in our parenting. Mm. Right. The issue is in how we're walking with the Lord. Yeah. Because out of the overflow of the heart. That's right. The mouth speaks. We probably haven't for, we probably haven't accepted God's total grace and forgiveness all the way in every corner of our life. Because once we accept it, mm. guilt has no place in there. Yeah. We walk with confidence. That's right. And with boldness and with great courage. And yeah, that's good stuff. So just real quickly before we take a break, you, you mentioned, um, uh, Put your, put your eyes on. Hang on. He's got to get his glasses. <laughs> Hold on. He, we're, we're confused where to start. Yeah. Um, talk about that just for a few moments. Yeah. And we can talk more if you'd like. But the bottom line there is we need to start with God's word. Like the easiest thing to do. If you're a dad and you say, man, I don't know how to disciple my kids. Tell you what, crack open the book of Proverbs some morning at breakfast and like randomly take your finger and shove it in any spot in Proverbs and read whatever you just found out loud. And then say, what do you kids think about that? Hmm. And then it, what will happen is, now you may get an odd one. However, the odds are really high. I'll give you a 93% shot at saying something worth talking about over cereal. So just try that. Just go, go open your Bible to Proverbs, poke one out and say, a foolish man does this, a wise man does this. What do you guys think about that? Have you seen that at school today? Anything. Just start with God's word. Oh, that's, that's glorious. We're going to pick back up at the next break about that. Chad, we're going to need to take, take a break. And uh, Ken Evans, again, author of Wise Guys. Where can they get that book? Uh, Amazon okay. would be a great place to get it. Good. Or they can come by my house. I got a few extra crates. <laughs> well, we prefer you not. <laughs> he would prefer you not. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're unpacking today, if you're just joining us, reasons why men do not disciple their kids. Uh, and then we're going to, on the other half of this uh, of this hour, we're going to talk about maybe turn the corner on right. how we can disciple this. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 